0: All right, let's get into the wide receiver rankings. We got Cooper Cup here at number one, believe it or not. No. Uh, and by the way, the last time he played the 49ers, he caught 14 balls on 19 targets for 122 yards. So he's going to be just fine this week. He's followed by Justin Jefferson against Arizona. Tyreek Hill against Detroit in an amazing matchup against the Lions. Stephon Diggs against Green Bay, uh, which which maybe you can be worried about, Jerry Alexander, but you shouldn't be. Um, you yeah. know, Justin Jefferson went nine for 184 and two touchdowns on them. Tyreek McLaurin just last week went five for 73 and one against Jair Alexander last week. So, you know, it's kind of crazy how this green Bay secondary hasn't been tested this entire year. Like just looking at like the teams that they played. Um, so I wouldn't be worried about it at all for Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Um, am St. Brown at five against Miami. He's expected to clear the concussion protocol in time. Kind of surprised he hasn't cleared as of yet. So I am confused a little
1: bit, Yeah, but he should be cleared. Yeah. Considering he didn't have a concussion you know, he in the he didn't concussion have protocol? It's like Yeah. I, I don't know what that's about. I, I think he plays this week. I wouldn't, you know, worry about it until it comes out and says that you know Amon Ron St. Brown isn't playing. I'm assuming he's playing.
0: I would assume so too. I would assume so too. That's the hope. Um Jill Waddle at six again in a great matchup. Devonta Adams at seven against New Orleans. Like we mentioned about him, he has the flu, and you know, hopefully he does he plays. He is he is expected to go. Just have another option ready just in case. DeAndre Hopkins at number 8 this week. I normally wouldn't be ranking him this high, but he has a really good matchup and he's coming off oh, yeah. a 50% target share game. Uh 80% of his routes last week either came out of the slot or the left perimeter. And at the, at these two specific spots, the Vikings are giving up the fifth most fantasy points and the second most fantasy points respectively. Patrick, Peter, Patrick Peterson this year has actually been pretty solid and but he hasn't shadowed all year and he has been stuck on that offenses on the offense's right perimeter all year long. So I don't expect Hopkins to see much of him this week. Yeah. So I think he can have another blow up game.
1: Yeah. And the way we saw Deandre Hopkins use last week, you know, that's actually very encouraging considering that he missed the first six games and he missed a lot of football last season too, you know, with the Cardinals, they still want to use him like that. Kyler Murray's happy to, you know, force feed him the ball and, De- DeAndre Hopkins didn't score last week, right? He did so he's, he produced even without the touchdown. So I think that's going to continue this week. And you say about the matchup with Minnesota, they have just been gashed you know, by receivers. I, I think that this having him at eight, I think that's right where I would pin him to be. But I wouldn't be surprised if he finished a couple spots higher. I don't think he's wide receiver one type overall anymore on the week. You know, I, I think that's kind of out of his range of outcomes with the amount of talent that's still there in Arizona and the offense that he's in. And Cliff Kingsbury, you know, every time we talk about the Cardinals, we got to talk about Cliff Kingsbury. But um, I, I think that top five, you know, he he could he could finish in the top five, um, just the lower end of top five, like five, five or four. That's my, <laughs> that's where I, that's where I see you, you know. Well, just, I, because, I, yeah, I, we'll I'm you. with you on that. I,
0: I don't view Hopkins as like a wide receiver one moving forward, like a top 12 option moving forward. I just think this week in particular, he's going to be really, really good. I moved T. Higgins up to number eight with the Jamar Chase news. Um, solid matchup for him overall this week. Perimeter wide receivers have been able to get it done against the Browns for the most part, but over the last four weeks, they have played better. So, you know, if you're, if you're expecting like amazing production out of him this week, I'll temper my expectations just a little bit. Um, But he has the upside. He has the talent to come through in any matchup, especially if he's given the
1: opportunity, which he should this week. Yeah. Now, if Jamar chase out, it's T Higgins show. You know, I I think, like I said, he is on many teams. If he went to a bunch of other teams, he'd be wide receiver one. There's only a couple teams that he wouldn't actually be the wide receiver. Now we're gonna be able to see. It. I think T Higgins has a talent. I think he'll capitalize. I don't think there's gonna be a situation where fantasy managers are let down unless an injury would happen. I don't think there's any chance. I think that he's one of the safest options this week.
0: I have AJ Brown at wide receiver 10 overall this week. I have Devonte Smith at wide receiver 16 overall. I really think that these two can take advantage of the Steelers secondary, especially on the perimeter. The Steelers secondary has gotten healthier and has played relatively well over the past two weeks. They held Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell to 4 for 88 and 7 for 72, which for these two, relatively speaking, is holding them in check. Um, the week prior against the Bucs, Mike Evans was held to 4 for 42, but the Bucs have been struggling right, to really find their offense for the most part lately. The Eagles, on the other hand, I think they're going to have a day against the secondary coming off the bye. Levi Wallace has been picked on by opposing quarterbacks. He's being targeted at a whopping 28% on routes run against him and he's going to see a lot of Devonte Smith on that right side of the offense. Akela Weatherspoon hasn't been targeted as much as Wallace, but it's still over 20% of routes run against him. But, and he's also vulnerable and given up more than average production against him on the outside. So he's going to mostly see AJ Brown and the, these, both these guys, AJ Brown and Devonte Smith move around quite a bit, but they mostly stick on the perimeter, and from a fantasy perspective, the Steelers have given up the second most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers. So I'm expecting a big day from these two guys.
1: Yeah, I agree, and we saw what Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs are able to do against Steelers defense. You know, the Eagles have very similar one-two receivers. They've been getting it done at a high level against some high-profile defenses, you know, most recently against my Cowboys, you know, before the bye last week. And we've been talking about this for a few weeks now, that we haven't really seen A.J. Brown take over a game. The positive regression, I think, is coming. It's shortly on the horizon, and we should be seeing a lot more of A.J. Brown in the end zone post-bye. And I think that's going to start this week against Pittsburgh.
0: Uh, we have a Ta- locket here at number 11. Uh, the Seahawks will most likely be without DK Metcalf. Uh, locket should get the lion's share of, of targets against the Giants. The Giants are... Playing the most man coverage out of any team in the NFL right now, and Dwayne McFarland he tweeted a list of wide receivers with the highest percentage of a step or more of separation. Tyler Lockett was number one on the list at creating a step of separation against single man coverage on seventy percent of his routes. So he's he's the best in the league in doing that right now. The dude can ball. Okay, so now the Giants have completely yeah you know been if you look at where the Giants have been given the production and where Tyler Lockett has uh, lined up at. They have pretty much shut down the right perimeter this year, the Giants have. And they've been given up the least amount of fantasy points to that side. That's a Dory Jackson side. But the good thing is that Tyler Lockett, he moves around so much that he should be avoiding it quite a bit. Um, so he he plays on the left, he plays in the slot. So he should be all right in this matchup. So I'm not too worried about it. I think the target distribution is going to be pretty tightly distributed in Tyler Lockett's direction this week.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's, you know, fair to say. We saw Murky's Goodwin kind of, you know, fill in for DK Metcalf admirably last week, but I'm not sure if he's going to be able to retain that type of target share. Um, we know Geno Smith does like throwing to tight ends anyway. You know, they have no offense. They have Will Disley. But Kenneth Walker, you know, he seems to be becoming the engine of the offense, the identity of, of the offense, even with, you know, Tyler Locke doing his thing. I think Tyler Locke is good for a touchdown um, this week. Like we said, you know, Geno Smith is just playing so well. The Seahawks offense looks so much better. Um, with, without DK Metcalf, you know, obviously he demands targets and coverage, but I think, like you said, Tyler Lockett being one of the great separators in the league, you know, I think that he should be able to produce regardless of the matchup.
0: I got CD Lamb here at 12, but I'm making a switch. I'm making a switch. I have CD Lamb at 12, Chris Godwin. I had Chris Godwin at 13. I had Mike Evans at 14. But somebody in the comments today and in, on Instagram asked me, hey, who would you rather start this week, CD Lamb or Chris Olave? And I'm like, that's a good question. I kind of like Chris Olave more this week.
1: I, yeah, I maybe. I do. Against Las Vegas defense? Yeah, maybe. I think so.
0: Because with CeeDee Lamb, like, and and he's already a little bit down for me. Like, at 12, I'm usually ranking him a lot higher. You know, Noah Brown. Noah Brown, why are you getting a 28% target share? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a little bit banged up right now. But either way, like, CD only had 24% target share. That's good. But, like, give me 30. And, like, can we take a little bit of targets away from Noah Brown? You know, can we take a little bit of targets away you know, from his favorite tight end in the world, who's who has a banged up knee right now. Um, yeah, I don't want to play any games, Dak. All right, but in this particular matchup, like I see Dallas controlling this game on the ground. You know, not necessarily needing it, needing to force the ball to Ceedee Lamb. You know, with their defense kind of taking care of things as well. We kind of talked about this yesterday. Um, and then the Bears themselves, just they haven't allowed a ton of fantasy points to wide receivers. That's part of the reason. But they've allowed the second least fantasy points to wide receivers over the last four weeks. The second least out of the slot where CLM runs a lot of his routes from. Just don't see a ton of upside from CD this week. You know, he's obviously in my lineup, but it's a little bit tough, right? Yeah. Now, I did want to say that, you know, our data analytics partner, Preciser, has the Cowboys at an 88% chance of winning this game. So the game script just might not be there for CD to have a huge game. And I do want to shout out our sponsor for this podcast episode, Preciser. They use data-driven analytics and algorithms to make game predictions to help you make better bets, make better start-sit decisions, and make better DFS lineups. I'll have the link in the description, but you can check them out at Preciser.io slash prediction. And make sure to use the code UPPERHAND to get 30% off the first three months of their pro package, which ends up coming out to only $6.99 a month to get all their data every single week. So they have a free package as well that you can check out if you don't want to commit but make sure you use the code UPPERHAND when you sign up to get that pro package. Right, But, you know, going back to that, though, like Chris Olave, right? He has a good matchup against the Raiders. You know, you expect him to get the lion's share of targets. Michael Thomas is out. Jarvis Landry's out, right? Like, who are you going with, dude? Am I, am I right on that? Should I make that change?
1: Yeah, I think you might be able to make that change because now you're looking at a bunch of factors. I think the only thing that would have C.D. Lamb kind of sitting up there is name value because everyone is still hoping that he can, you know, the production can match up with the usage that he's been getting, and you know, I think it can, but it's going to be slow. It's going to take a little while yet, I think, before he gets to that point. And with Chris Olave, you mentioned the matchup. I think the game script is much better. It's going to be much better for Chris Olave than C.D. Lamb. The matchup, you know, the defense we're playing against the Raiders have been porous, and with Chris Olave, you know, he's going to benefit probably from Michael Thomas being out, like you said again, and Jarvis Landry. You know, he's been a go-to guy regardless of who's at quarterback and who's starting at receiver for for the for the Saints. So I, I like Chris Olave. Maybe I might put him over Ceedee Lamb this week. Nice, nice.
0: All right, <laughs> Devontae Smith, we have him at number sixteen, like we mentioned. Uh, Michael Pittman at seventeen against a Washington perimeter that Aaron Rodgers. Had, you know, should have taken advantage of last week. Uh, but this is a great matchup for him either way. You know, let's hope that Sam Ellinger can keep his fantasy value and fantasy, you know, upside alive. You know, I like the matchup. This is why I have him here. A little bit risky, but I'm okay at putting him here. Um, I have Cortland Sutton at 18 with Russ back. Who would you rather play this week? Cortland Sutton or Michael Pittman?
1: It, this is Jacksonville. You know, I, 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 think that, I think that I would start Cortland Sutton. I think that okay. I, I would put it. just because there's uncertainty surrounding Michael Pittman right now. He, it, yeah, he came off. Was it last week was a good week for Michael Pittman, but, um, you know, that was with Matt Ryan. I want to see how Michael Pittman looks with Sam Ellinger at quarterback before I make any determinations. I think it's okay to have him ranked there. I think his ceiling, you know, the way he's been playing, the way the offense has been looking has, is just a slight bit better than Denver. So I get why you have him at 17, um, and Cortland Sutton at 18, but I, I think Sutton for me is the play, especially against Jacksonville.
0: Love it. Love it. I got I got Amari Cooper at number 19 against Cincinnati. Um Tyler Boyd at 20. I moved him up to a wide receiver too. Just again, temper expectations on him a little bit, you know, because Cleveland has given up the least fantasy points to slot wide receivers. I expect Joe Burrow to still target him. He's going to be in my lineup, most likely. And is, you know, but it's worth noting that they've been the best team covering the slot this year. Uh Brandon Ayuk at 21, most likely without Debo. I'm expecting him to get a solid target share in this game. He already had 23% target share, 28% target share over the last two weeks. So it's looking good for him this week. I have Gabe Davis at 22. Uh, He's like the upside play, you know, that, you know, you just kind of have to leave in your lineup as we talked about before.
1: Yeah, we've beat the Gabe Davis horse to death. (laughs) I mean, it is just, we've talked about him at length and we talked about him. I said it at the beginning of the season that we're going to have him here right at this low wide receiver to range, just because that's really the only way you can value him because he has such high upside, but also such a low floor. Um, He's either, you know, winning you your, your matchup or losing your, your matchup. And we talk about that kind of player kind of, you know, that's the kind of player that you can't bench, even though your first instinct might tell you to bench him. I I don't think you can bench him. I think 22 is a good ranking. I think he could easily outperform that. Um, We're going to just keep seeing Gabe Davis in this range. You know, obviously he wasn't here last week because the bills were on by, but, I've liked what I've seen more from Gabe Davis these past few weeks than I did at the beginning of the season. I think that he, if he can stay warm, you know, I might actually slide him up a little bit higher if we can stay on a hot streak.
0: Let's see who else do I have here? Christian Kirk, I have a 24, but guess who I got at 23? A little bit of a surprise, Jacoby Myers coming out of nowhere. Great matchup out of the slot against the Jets this week. I have met 23. The Jets have given up the 10th most fantasy points to slot wide receivers this year. Uh, Their strength on defense has been on the perimeter. That's why we liked Judy last week, and he went 7 for 96. So I'm looking for a similar type of output from from Jacoby Myers this week.
1: Yeah, and you know, you look at Jacoby Myers' game log, and it looks pretty good. You know, he's actually been pretty good fantasy points per game-wise. He missed two games, so you're not going to see his overall point total being that high. You might have him... I think he's, is he a wide receiver 36 or something like that, or 38? You know, that's a little bit deceiving for what Jacoby Myers has been able to do. He's produced despite, you know, a little turnover at quarterback. Obviously, um, there's a little bit of drama there going on between Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones. But regardless of who's our quarterback, he's getting it done for you uh, week in and week out. He's a very good flex play. He could be a wide receiver two play for you each week if you need to, especially with these bye weeks still going on. But I, I like Jacoby Myers. I said he wasn't going. He, he might have been going undrafted in some in some cases, depending on leagues, you know, uh, how they shake out. But he was going undrafted, you know, this offseason. Now he's producing pretty well. I, I'm happy having him in my lineup, you know, moving forward.
0: We got DJ Moore at 25. Uh, he's shown signs of life with P.J. Walker last week. Caught 7 yeah. of 10 targets for 69 yards and a touchdown. Has another good matchup this week against Atlanta. So I'm actually okay starting DJ Moore this week.
1: Yeah, can you believe it?
0: Right? Not really. Who would have thought we would be saying that? I'll take that back.
1: <laughs> really?
0: Why? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. hard. It's just hard to trust them, right? But it's a good matchup, yeah. and it seems like, you know, P.J. Walker is, like, pumping a little bit
1: of life into D.J. Moore now, at this point. Mm-hmm. P.J. Walker can throw the ball. And I saw a report um that Baker Mayfield's back. You know, he's healthy. He's going to be the backup. It's like, please, keep him as far away from D.J. Moore as you can. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because... Ugh, DJ Moore is hes just suffering. He's going through it right now. I really hope he gets moved somewhere where he can, you know, have a decent quarterback. But until further notice, I, I mean, I'm all right with him now because, like we said, like he's really the only fantasy asset outside of now Deontay Foreman um, in the Panthers' offense.
0: We got Terry McLaurin at 26. He was being forced the ball last week from Ty- Taylor Heineke, which is kind of what you want, right? It's better than the opposite. Okay. Yeah. Uh, George Pickens at 27. I got Curtis Samuel at, at, 28 I have George Pickens ahead of Deontay Johnson this week for the first time this year and at the end of the day Pickens is the one scoring fantasy points okay 14 or more PPR fantasy points in three of the last four games a little bit of a tough matchup this week against James Bradbury but Deontay Johnson will most likely see Darius Slay so both of them have tough matchups if both of them have tough matchups I'm just going to go with the guy who's been scoring more fantasy points and getting it done with the targets that he's getting um, even though Deontay Johnson is the one who's getting the targets, getting more targets than George Pickens.
1: Yeah, you know, Kenny Pickett. I think he's. He, I think he enjoys not not enjoys, but I think he's happier targeting George Pickens more than Deontay Johnson at this point. I don't know if that has something to do with you know the youth movement going on on the Steelers offense right now. You know, they're both rookies, and Deontay Johnson. You know, he's kind of he's very talented, but he's kind of like a piece that was left on the side, and you know, a bunch of other players got moved out. You know, the Steelers except Deontay Johnson, like all this, what keeps coming back to me is, you know, Deontay Johnson was the only receiver. I was at 2019 draft class. Yeah. That didn't really get a big bag. Like say DK Metcalf or Terry McLaurin did, but Deontay Johnson, you know, he's getting it done, but it doesn't seem like the Steelers offense is revolving around him as much anymore. It looks like they're going to give the reins to Kenny Pickett and he's been targeting George Pickens. Um, That's what it comes down to, to me, for me. I didn't think Deontay Johnson was going to be very good in his offense regardless. You know, even with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, and we've kind of seen that happen. Um, George Pickens has overtaken him. I until further notice, I think George Pickens is the guy in Pittsburgh.
0: Until they get a quarterback.
1: Yeah. Well, I want to give Kenny Pickett I, a little uh, bit I of time. Just, I like to I like to press the buttons. Yeah. I want to I give like to Kenny press Pickett the
0: buttons. a
1: little bit of time. <laughs> this <laughs> offense isn't that good, but I don't think you can put that on Kenny Pickett solely right now. You know, it's just overall it's not they're not performing well.
0: So I have I had Curtis Samuel at twenty eight. Um, it's a bit of a tough matchup, but the usage was notable last week. He had eight targets and five carries. Uh, that's a Debo light type of role, light right there. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't be playing him outside of PPR formats though, with his depth of target being so low most weeks. But you know, it was worth noting because when you get eight targets and five carries, your expected um, expected fantasy points goes way up. Okay, and yeah. that's that's a really good start so if you're wondering like what to do with Curtis Samuel like most likely you should be in your lineup because of that type of uh that type of opportunity